Hi guys and welcome back to the Variety Pod. In today's episode I'm joined by Afili who is a Reiki master and an energy healer. We talk about her transition from stand-up comedy to energy healing, her journey with energy healing so far alongside her chronic illness, religion and spirituality, the importance of uncovering your shadows and loving your inner child and we also touch on cleansing and charging crystals. I really enjoyed this chat with Afili, it was really needed and I hope you guys enjoy. kind of telling us about who you are what you do so i am an energy healer i'm a reiki master uh, which is the japanese branch of energy healing uh, and i specialize in crystal healing because that's how i tapped into the whole energy world um, but i come from a past of being a writer and a stand-up comedian so i had a big uh, life change to get to where i am now Okay, so what was the moment that changed you from stand-up comedian to energy healer? Um, it was literally when, I mean, so I was I started meditating a lot when I was a stand-up comedian because I had a lot of anxiety from that because it was just completely unnatural for me. I was never someone who really craved the attention. If anything, I preferred being in the shadow and it all kind of happened unexpectedly. I just force myself to get on stage once to kind of deal with um, a lot of you know insecurities I had and I thought okay if you do this once it'll be the hardest thing in your life and then it'll be easier but it it caught on I I guess I was good at it and um, had a lot of anxiety from it because yeah I think there's nothing really more terrifying than being a stand-up comedian so I got into meditation a lot to try and sort out the anxiety because it got to a point where I was getting into like BBC competitions and doing well and but this anxiety would have was like literally ruining a lot of like really good chances for me um and I think yeah I think that's literally there was that and also I have a chronic inflammatory illness so that was another reason to like want to look into well-being and also consider how my mind might be affecting my body um but the moment where I really decided to switch was when I discovered that not only could I feel energy switches in myself and I became able to change things in my own energies with crystals. Essentially, I was meditating with crystals, like sometimes up to like eight hours a day. I got really, really serious about my meditation practice and it changed a lot of like what I could feel and perceive. And then one day a friend jokingly, my friends were all making fun of me because we were going on holiday and I had like 20 crystals on me all the time. And um, like I would burn myself and they'd be like, oh, you need to put some cream on it. And I'd be like, no, it's fine. I'll just, you know, use this crystal. And um, and then a friend jokingly asked me to like do a crystal healing on him. And I'd never been to a crystal healer myself. I didn't even really know how crystal healing worked. Um, all of my work with crystals on myself was completely intuitive um and yeah and I started placing crystals on him started guiding him through meditation and realized that I could feel what was happening in his body I could feel what was shifting I could feel I I was getting thoughts about like some of his emotions and some things he needed to work on and it was all very strange like he he hadn't been able to sleep for a while and after that he just passed out for like three hours and was just like fully asleep and so he asked me to do it to his aunt afterwards because, um, well, I didn't know at the time, but I guess she had things she wanted to work through. And uh, when I just stood touching her with the crystals, I got this like wave of anxiety that I just knew wasn't my anxiety. And I suddenly just knew things about her. And in, in very strange ways, it was like I was getting these thoughts and I didn't, I didn't know why I was getting these thoughts because, you know, they didn't seem like anything you know like thoughts about her life and some things that she'd gone through and it didn't make any sense for me to have those thoughts so I had to just kind of trust it and like go up to her and be like look I have no idea why I think this but this is what I think and um yeah it was turned out to be correct so after that I had to learn to not take out other people's energies and because I was on holiday with friends when that happened all of my friends ended up wanting a go so then by the end of that weekend I'd like healed like eight people and then the week after they told all my other friends so then by the end of that week after I'd healed like 
10 people and then actually yeah and I think the real switch and actually wanting to change careers because at that time I thought I'll just do both so I even went to the Edinburgh festival to perform my stand-up show and I brought a massage table and all my crystals and yeah and I was offering healings to comedians whilst I wasn't performing my show but what really switched it was when my grandma got terminal cancer and then it was like suddenly there was like an urgency to it like I was like I really need to figure out what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And then I became obsessed, like literally obsessed. I started, I really wanted to understand basically every energy healing in the world because there's loads of different forms. So I started like studying, reading about every possible form of energy healing I could have. That's actually when I went to Edinburgh and I was doing healings on all the comedians to like really try and figure out what was happening. And um, yeah, and then and then one day I found myself on stage for the BBC again. Um, and my, at that point, that's when I found out the cancer was really terminal. And it suddenly, I don't know, it, it just, my priorities changed, you know, like suddenly being on stage, although it was like my dream to be on the stage, but being on stage to like try and get the most laughs from people I didn't care about didn't seem to be as important than healing people if I could, you know? Wow. Okay. That's that crazy. Really long it? No, it's so interesting. It's so interesting. So would you say, I don't know what your beliefs are, but for me, I feel like things like that, everything kind of happens the way it happens for a reason. So do you feel like energy healing's like your calling? Yeah, completely. Like definitely. I mean, and you know, and to get into like the weird stuff, I definitely believe in past lives. And I think it's something that I've done for not just this life and a lot of lives. I think that's why it came so naturally. And it's funny because, you know, for like, even when I when I became a stand-up comedian, at some point I was performing most evenings and I could never really understand why I was doing it. I was like, well, you know, I guess I'm doing it because I'm good at it and, you know, it's working and, you know, but I could never really understand why I was doing it. And, and you know, and of course I started like bringing some political messages to it and stuff. So it started having more purpose, but this was like, oh, well, no, this is me. And as weird as like it is, you know, like when it was, it almost felt like having to come out again. Like, I feel like when, when I decided to become a stand-up comedian, I kind of had to come out and tell my friends, okay, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. And that had like some reactions. And this time it was kind of the same thing, but almost worse, you know, it was like essentially having to tell people like, oh, by the way, I'm insane. Um, yeah, people but- have quite, um, quite a, what's the word? Well, it's a judgment a lot of people judge energy healing don't they before they've maybe tried it and Completely. I mean I've never actually done any energy healing like or been healed as it were myself but it's something that I want to look into as well because what you're talking about about having um, an inflammatory condition mm-hmm. I have um, endometriosis and I'm really intrigued to have like womb energy healing I actually have a story about that um I had detail. a yeah so I had a I have a friend who I worked on twice she was one of the first people I did a healing on when I literally discovered this was something I could do and uh and then I I did a healing on her again like recently like this summer and uh found a big blockage in that area and uh which we'd worked on before but this time it like kind of come back and uh, and she didn't tell me about this uh, and and I can never say the word endometriosis yeah um she hadn't told me that she had that um but it was like everything around the energies of like I feel like the lessons I'm you know every illness it's interesting like even with cancers if you if you know anyone who has cancer and you look at kind of like the emotion behind the organs in which it's very very interesting like what illnesses we have and what they say about ourselves and I have a spine illness and it says a lot about me um and my past and so with this it was very a form of like um like trying to have almost like too much control on herself rigidity and in a way for her it was like not letting it loose not letting herself be free and and so we were talking about that and anyways that night after the healing she had a huge flare-up a huge like and just was like screaming and and it was really weird because she'd had her period like two weeks before like she wasn't even on her period so there was no reason for the symptoms to come out so strongly um and yeah, I actually need to double check with her again. But for me, it definitely felt like the body like releasing it because she'd never had a crisis like that outside of her period before. Um, 
And as far as I know, she hasn't had it since. But it was very... But I mean, it doesn't mean that she's clear from it. It doesn't mean it'll never come back. You know, this was only a couple of months ago and I think that's something to be aware of. Um, But I think in in terms of like the um, personality traits that seem to be linked to that illness, I feel like it really went hand in hand and like healing that was going to heal that, you know? It's so interesting. Yeah, and it's one of those things that even if it doesn't fully solve your problem, even if it can give you some sort of peace or like Mm. understanding of your body yeah I'm definitely gonna give that a go because it's worth a try and you never know what it might do it might completely cure it you just never know do you well I like I mean my illness is like incurable apparently according to our standards you can take like really painful medication well not painful medication but you can take really strong medication um to help it which essentially from my personal experience only leads to other symptoms other Mm -hmm. things um, because as, like modern medicine, Western medicine is absolutely beautiful when it comes to healing, you know, trauma, like physical trauma that's like in the moment. But when it comes to chronic illness, there's just still so much that I feel that Western medicine doesn't understand because they don't incorporate the like the mind, the mental. And I even things like nutrition, like I find it shocking because I have an inflammatory illness and it's always been so obvious to me how linked it is to food and what I eat. Mm -hmm. And I was followed by like one of the best professors in that, you know, like specialized in that illness in Paris. And not once did she ask me what my diet was like, you know? And I can't help but think like that's, that is the problem with, you know, Western medicine in a way. It's one dimensional. It's some, It's like a plaster sometimes it feels, you know? It's like, let mm-hmm. me give you this, that's gonna hide your symptoms. But then all that's gonna do, your symptoms are gonna come out in other ways. If like, if the issue with your illness is mental, which is which it often is, you know? Because for anything to manifest in our bodies, our brain has to send that message in the first place, you know? Before mm-hmm. you feel any pain, it's gonna start with your brain. And in the same way, if you tell your brain there's no pain in places, then that can fix it in itself. Um, but too often, you know, like even really often when, if they can't find a reason for an illness, if they can, then they will too often say, oh, well, it's just psychological. But as if that's like something bad. And I know that's what happened for me for a really long time. They're like, oh, it's just psychological. And they say it to women more than to men. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and that's so like, you know, it makes you feel like you're crazy, but actually all illness is psychological, you know? Like every, like, of course, environment's gonna influence it. Of course, your diet's gonna influence it. Of course, the way you live your life is gonna influence it. But essentially, like, the, let's not forget that the only thing that controls our entire body is our brains in the first place, you know? It's so true. And it's like you're saying, it's so overlooked, especially when you rely on doctors or Western medicine for your only answer. Kind of why I wanted to do this pod as well is to kind of speak about these things. I mean, this is really interesting for me, but I know a lot of even my friends, it's things that we wouldn't know about unless we researched or we listened to something like this. And it's unless you open your mind to these things, you're never going to even be able to try them. And it's strange as well, as you were saying, like the judgment that there was, because I think for me, I found acceptance in a way in that, I mean, it, you know, I didn't think it was me, but everyone I said, like, oh, I'm, I'm a crystal healer now, they're like, oh yeah, so you, of course you are. Um, <laughs> it was almost like they knew me before I knew myself, you know, I was like, am I? Um, but, but it has, but in a way it has brought a lot of judgment. And it's weird because with stand-up comedy, I feel like I'd earned a lot of respect and I've almost mm-hmm. had to like remove that respect for myself now. Um, through this and it, it's a different you know it, and I, the thing is I don't really need anymore it doesn't really matter but the judgment is interesting and that's purely because of the societal constructs in which we live and what we've been told is real what we've been told is true which is based around science and I feel like something that people forget I mean science is beautiful science is great science helps us understand life and all of aspects of life in so many ways, but science is man-made, you know? And and just like men have limitations, science has limitations. And essentially all science is, is an explanation of the things that happen in our lives, in the universe, in our bodies. But it doesn't mean that it's, you know, it doesn't mean that when something is not scientifically explained, it's not true. It simply means that men haven't been able to explain it yet you know like in a way we look at quantum physics we're still trying to figure out quantum physics quantum physics is essentially what will explain why energy healing works because what quantum healing 
what quantum physics explains is that everything is energy and everywhere is energy and energies affect themselves. Um, but I think the big issue is that we live in a society where we've been told this is the truth and everything else is crazy. And just from that, we've closed not only ourselves, we've closed our cultures, our schools, our, you know, and, and we've, I think, caused a lot of misery because I think that if everyone was able to accept that side in themselves as well, like see a bit of that, like, I guess, like crazy spiritual side in themselves, they would find a lot of healing. And it's a shame that when people do, they're made to feel ostracized. Yeah, it's so true. And it's almost like people are scared of what they don't understand, fear of the unknown. Completely. And it's the ego holding on as well to like, uh, my truth is the only truth because it's so important for the ego to like, to, to, to have the ultimate truth because that makes you the strongest, doesn't it? That makes you like mm. in the most position of power if, if you have the ultimate truth. And I think that this ego that we've built in ourselves and in our society is really also what stops people from even just opening, like loosen up a bit, you know, like opening yeah, up a bit. Yeah, just enjoy, like, like live. Yeah, just live. And like worse comes to worse, what's it gonna do? It's not gonna kill you, you know? Like it's not like... This is what I always say, like, especially with alternative medicines and like natural remedies and stuff, people are like, no, my doctor's given me this painkiller. Like, why would I ever try this? And I'm like, if you were, you know, if you have a chronic condition or you have chronic pain or why would you not? Yeah. Why would you not try every option? That painkiller, eventually you take that painkiller enough times and your liver's fucked, you know? It's so true. It's so scary. Like being on a bag of medication to keep you going is then going to affect other parts of your being. Yeah. And I feel like that's where I find my truth. You know, I feel like sometimes when, you know, like intuition is not something you can't control. You can't control when you're going to be more or less intuitive. And like, sometimes it feels like I'm on it. Sometimes it feels like I have no idea. Um, And I feel like where I really find my truth is that I've been medication free for like ages now I mean I've I if I really get a big flare-up and I don't seem to be able to calm it down then I'll take a bit of medication anti-inflammatory so that my bones don't get damaged but I haven't been on the treatment on a daily basis for about two years now and it's literally only with this with meditation with healing myself with working with crystals and I know it sounds crazy but like I I'm the physical proof for it you know yeah you are the science at this point yeah exactly (laughs) Exactly. And I've stopped seeing that doctor because, because if I went to see them, I mean, so my sister also has the same, the same illness and she also healed, but not with energy healing. She healed with mindset and with yoga. She became a yoga teacher as well. <laughs> Funny enough, we both went in the family. Yeah. And, uh, and she was always worse than me. She was paralyzed a few times. It got really, really bad. And she's been in remission now. And it's not, you know, it's, it's not because she took all the medications that they gave her. It's actually because of the opposites, because she, like I, we both decided we're not going to take these medications because they're making our bodies worse in a lot of ways. And, you know, after a certain time, then we're only going to have to take stronger and stronger medita- medications and you can't live like that. Um, and yeah, and I think that it's for, it's, I think especially for chronic illnesses, it's really interesting to look outside the box because modern medicine as it is does not have a cure for you. I totally agree. Even illness itself can cause anxieties and stuff like you're speaking about energy healing help with your anxiety. That could be like the root of some chronic illnesses, can't it? Like anxiety, stressors and stuff like that. So it's definitely worth trying. So just out of curiosity, are you religious? So I was actually brought up Catholic and I actually think that probably like not all, but probably a few of like my issues that I had before probably came from that. And I had, and when I started stand up, I was very, when I go into feminism, when I go into all these things, I come from a very patriarchal family as well. So very Catholicism, patriarchy, you know, needless to say, um, I was not comfortable in my own sexuality or my own like inner freedom. And when I started stand-up, I was very like feminist and making a lot of jokes against the church and um, yeah. But so no, I'm not religious anymore at all, Um, but I am spiritual. And I feel like what being spiritual teaches us is that the root of every single religion is essentially the same thing. And the issue is not in the idea behind it it's in how it's been interpreted and who it's been interpreted to serve and i think that that's the big problem with religions in general is that they are a human interpretation of something spiritual that's been simply 
used in a way to serve whoever human being at the time had the power or wanted the power, you know? Mm, that's um, so interesting, yeah. But I think that, you know, there's a lot of wisdom to be found in, you know, the Bible and text. And, but like, for example, for me, I have a lot of love for Mary Magdalene. And I understand that the role she was given in religion was completely wrong and was not the role that she should have been given. Um, and she wasn't given that role because men's egos were hurt by the role she was actually supposed to have. But, you know, she's still a character I guess a personality that comes from religion and she still had very important messages and Jesus still had very important messages and Buddha had very important messages and all these figures had really important messages and the problem's not with them the problem is who's the disciple that went on to share the teachings and that's where the problem becomes yeah that's really interesting because I would consider myself I believe in a god or a higher power And I think from my reading and like into energy really as well, it's kind of like source energy, isn't it? Essentially like what I think I believe in. And so I sometimes like, I refer to that as my God, but, and I would probably consider myself Christian Mm -hmm. only because I've been raised Christian. However, in terms of like following the commandments to the T and attending church, like that's not really in my realm. Cause I think as well, a lot of things with, the universe and religion kind of cross you see like prayer almost like a manifestation completely oh completely and you know and there's a lot that's been kept but I think for me the biggest difference is that religion so what you're talking about God the source the universe for me it's all the same thing it's essentially it's the it's the intelligence that's behind creation that's what God is essentially Mm -hmm. um and I think the difference between religion and spirituality is that religion teaches you to look outside of yourself mm. for this God. Um, it te- so for example, Catholicism, you have to go and confess. You need to get forgiveness from this. You need to get forgiveness from this God. Uh, you need to do everything by this God, including not essentially not have a healthy sexuality. Um, whereas what spirituality actually teaches you is that God is actually within you and within everyone. We all come from this source of creation and we all have that source of creation with us. And I think that's essentially what I discovered through doing this. And on that, actually, a really interesting point to note is the first ones to try and get Reiki made illegal um, was not actually any medical or scientific board. It was the... It was the catholic church um and i couldn't figure out why you know because if you look at reiki it's so based on love it's so based on peace it's so based on like literally just universal acceptance yeah why because reiki is essentially one of the most accessible forms of energy healing because unlike other forms so for example in qigong or pranayama you take a really long practice um, of either breath work or movement to then tap into those energies and to become a healer. Whereas with Reiki, the energies are literally given to you by the master. Um, And I feel like it's such a, like, I think everyone should be able to do Reiki because it's so easy. Um, But I think that the, yeah, the reason they went against that is because, wow, if everyone knew that we all, like every single one of us has this ability to heal with our hands. Every single one of us has the ability to have psychic abilities. We're born with it. It's part of us. It's part of our human nature. We just need to remember it. And we just need to like tap back into it. And Mm -hmm. the issue is that if you keep telling us that the only way we can like live or have a good chance of having a life or an afterlife, whatever, is by looking outside of us, we're never going to figure this out. Mm, But that's almost, you could argue, what they want. That's why they try to make it legal. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, when you put it like that, that's crazy, isn't it? Because it's literally like the power is within you, literally. Like you don't need to, yeah, which we know. Well, I agree with, like you need to look into yourself. But the thing with life as it stands in this current society, it's like everything's been man-made, capitalism's at the root of everything. And then when you then refer it back to religion and to everything else, it just like it's like a timeline of just people being conditioned yeah and I would add to that I feel like a good energy healer and the way you know a good energy healer it's not someone who tries to keep you coming back for years like a therapist it's someone who 
helps you become your own healer and gives you the tools to heal yourself. And so many of my clients ended up having interests in becoming healers themselves afterwards, which I love, which I find so interesting. Um, because yeah, I think that's what, and I mean, of course, like even I go to an energy healer really often because I have to, because it's from my practice. Um, but yeah, I think that's the difference with how medicine and even therapy, I think therapy is beautiful. It's helped me in my past, it's helping my, you know, a lot of people I'm close to really well. Um, but I think the issue with therapy is that it's like feeling like you need this thing every week to heal, you know? You need the your therapist to rely on. You need something outside of you. Same with mm. medication. You need this medication every day to heal. The difference with energy healing is that you end up, like, if, if the healer is good enough, they get you to a point where you start being able to heal yourself. Yeah, that's so true. So do you find with energy healing, obviously you said you have to go to an energy healer too. I can imagine it can be quite draining. So how do you kind of protect yourself and your energy when you're healing clients? Well, so that's something, because obviously I was doing it before I even trained in any form of energy healing. Um, and I had to learn fast because it was awful, especially when I was working on my grandma when she was cancer, when she had cancer, because basically there's two ways of doing energy healing. You either give your own energy or you tap into the source, essentially, and you're then channeling energy that is from other realms I guess like from something mm -hmm. divine something outside of you and 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 it's I know it sounds crazy but I know it's true because you can feel the difference and the simple difference is that when I was using my my own energy especially for example when I was healing my grandma and she had cancer I would come out of that always having cystitis having nausea um having like different like my body would essentially get weakened from me giving my own energy and the second I figured out because I actually figured it out before doing Reiki, but the second I figured out how to tap into source energy and not use my own energy anymore, you you actually feel energized after healing because the wow. energy goes through you as well. So you get healed as you the same time as you're healing yeah. Exactly. So, so it doesn't become draining. It's actually really, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's beautiful. And I think there's nothing more rewarding than like having a second appointment with a client and seeing how much progress was already made in those three weeks you know like it's a yeah it's a, it's a beautiful confirmation and like and and just like when I hear clients who are like you know like sometimes you start out with people and they're like I hate myself I'm so depressed I don't know why blah blah, blah. and then you know it depends on where the person's at how many sessions they need but like after a few sessions then they come back and you just hear how their dialogue has completely changed you know how they're like oh yeah well I felt that about this yesterday but I actually figured that I just need to give myself a bit of a break and you know and it's just the the inner dialogue has completely evolved and I think that's the yeah I think it, it's not draining because it's so beautiful and it matters so much and it it like it literally lights me up like it, it makes my whole body feel warm and pink with love and just really gives me a reason to want to get out of bed in the morning you know that's amazing yeah that is really amazing so in terms of crystals mm -hmm. how do you recommend to those who have crystals I have crystals upstairs actually and like use crystals and stuff how to clean or like charge their crystals so in terms of cleaning and charging I know there's loads of different techniques mine I personally got from my favorite crystal shop when I lived in Paris and they um they're very like specific they really go and get their crystals from you know from the places themselves and stuff and uh, according to them essentially the for them it was like the only way to clean crystals <laughs> is with this but it was with frankincense incense so that's how I do it I clean all my crystals with frankincense incense of course water is beautiful as a cleanser but there's a lot of crystals that actually do not like water. So you have to be really careful if you're going to choose to cleanse a crystal with water. I know I like to take mine in the shower and the bath sometimes. It's great. It's a really good thing to do, especially if you have like a good like salt water. Um, but do watch out because some of them do not like water and should not be put in water. So for me, because I'm obviously doing a lot of healings and working with crystals a lot and I have to cleanse them every day and often a few times a day, um, I just do it with frankincense incense. So what you do is you smudge it. Mm -hmm. So you get your incense and you just really just feel that incense really going, like you can see it just really going around the crystal and surrounding it. And then it's all 
like anything energetic, it's your brain and what your brain is sending it. So you just intend to cleanse. And that's how okay. I do. So power of the mind as well when you're cleansing your crystals. Completely. Really be intending to cleanse them. And um, in terms of charging them, I mean, for me, cleansing, charging is essentially kind of the same thing on some levels, although not entirely. But in terms of charging them, I would say uh, put them by your window on full moon. I think it's probably the best way. Um, but I personally wouldn't cleanse them like that. I would like call on the moon and ask the moon to like charge them so that they essentially become more powerful. But I wouldn't rely on that to cleanse them. Okay. I think it's more like, so for me, the full moon, so we, I work with the moon a lot in terms of her energies and actually you should a lot too with your endometriosis because the moon is going to be a very powerful ally for you for women and periods and stuff. It's the best energy you can get for that. Okay. Um, I've actually been doing, I did an Insta live about that with a healing on that um, last week, which you can still find on my Insta and we're doing a second one this week. So we did it for the full moon last time and this time it's for the new moon, but it's all about how to work with the moon and I think it's especially important for women who have issues in the sacral chakra area um but uh, for me the moon it's more like you use especially on the full moon you use the moon's energy for her strength and so she's going to strengthen ourselves but she's also going to strengthen the crystals but for me that's not the same as cleansing like removing the energies that the crystal might have held on to so, so for me, that that's the frankincense incense yeah so for me you clean it with the frankincense and then if you want it to like have more energy you leave it by the window and ask the moon to charge it but the but for me that's not a cleanser personally okay yeah i understand okay wow that's a lot. I feel like I'm so interested in this like whole thing and I've never unpacked it. So I feel like this is the year or the time to like really look into it. That's so exciting. I love when people get at like the beginning of this kind of, cause it's like everything you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, yeah. It's so, and then you get to a point where it's like, oh my God, the world is so depressing. You know, like then it gets to the phase two where you're like, everything I knew is wrong. Um, it's like relearning everything you're taught, isn't it? And it's it's quite overwhelming. I think I've always had an interest in crystals and stuff, but I've never thrown myself into it because, you know, when you just don't feel ready for something, like mm -hmm. you're saying, because you literally have to like relearn stuff. But I think that even, because I know like people often have crystals because, you know, they, they look beautiful, but it's even just things like, because I really recommend like med I mean I know not everyone has like a meditate but for me that's really like the only reason I ended up being someone who can meditate like a huge amount of hours a day was because of meditating with crystals before that I would struggle to stay in meditation for like more than five minutes and the day I started meditating with crystals it's like bam it just shifted um but for people who don't want to meditate or don't feel there don't don't feel like they're there yet there's just very easy like putting it under your pillow, keeping it by your bedside, uh, putting in your handbag, having showers or baths with them or, you know, and just kind of bringing them into your daily life in different things or like being aware of like, you know, which which rooms they might be better in or which rooms you might need them more in or like, do you want to keep one in your wallet, for example, if it's one that's like specifically for like bringing abundance, you know, or do you want to, mm, and I think okay. it's, yeah, I think that's, um, that's how I would recommend to like start off using them just, and I think, you know, crystals, they're very, they, they have energies. I know it sounds insane, but to me, they're very like living um, and just treating them like a living thing, you know, just kind of being aware, like, hey, are they covered in dust? Are they, you know, are they happy yeah, where they that's are? that's so true. Because right now I'm looking at my crystals, right? They're on like this little plate that my nephew made me. It's really cute. But um, they look dull and they look sad. Do you know what I mean? Like they look like, that, they look like because they have literally them. just okay. been sitting there yeah they have they've just been sitting there but they look like they have if that makes sense so yeah, yeah. that's so interesting yeah and I totally get that like I bought crystals once in this like um this little shop in Paris and they had this like box with loads of crystals in it that was just hidden under piles of old rubbish and I just saw it and they let me have the box for 25 euros which in hindsight actually I got ripped off but um <laughs> 
but it was like I just felt so bad for them you know I didn't even need them but like I needed to take them because they they just seemed so sad and like no one in that shop seemed to understand like what they were and their worth and and I just I just had to get them out of there it was almost like they were asking me like get get us out of here you know (laughs) save us yeah save us that's crazy so do you feel like when you're talking about meditating with crystals can you kind of explain that a bit more to me like how does that process work so literally I mean so I mean meditation in general is just the I think when you start out with meditation you essentially what you're trying to do is to think of nothing else than your breath which can be hard but you know not having judgment when you get different thoughts just kind of getting your attention back to the breath as soon as you realize that your mind is shifting and there's loads of great apps for it but literally just holding the crystal in your hands when you do that and I think that what you'll find is that you'll start getting very different thoughts when you do that and you'll start finding a lot more inspiration a lot more wisdom a lot of things like that with the crystals and like for me I I wasn't even really reading about crystals before I started healing people with them I like literally all my it's like I learned what I was doing whilst I was already doing it. That's kind of how it happened for me. And so I found that a lot of the, what I felt like the crystals did when I ended up looking it up after it turned out it was. And so like, for example, one time I had a client, I had a crystal that I never used. I I couldn't even really remember what it was called. I didn't remember what it was for, but for some reason I really felt called to like put that crystal on his heart. And it was like that, that needs to go there. And I don't know why, but it needs to go there. And, um, turned out he'd been having like bad relationship issues and that crystal was specifically really good for relationship issues so the crystals and it's in a way I think a lot of my intuitive skills like I guess psychic abilities in a way if you want to call them but I don't feel like they're quite there um have come from although I guess maybe they are anyways they've come from um from crystals because when I heal people with crystals as well like I will essentially know what's going on and what they need from the crystals that their bodies accept or don't accept you know and it's like oh that crystal doesn't want to go there because that's clearly not what he needs right now but that crystal really wants to go there so therefore this must be something he's very interesting and when you actually are doing that you have no idea really of what why and it's like not until after you've placed them and then you speak to them that you can kind of like join the dots almost and sometimes knowing why I feel like it's like sometimes I, li- I like to ask questions so I usually at the moment I'm doing distant energy healings which obviously sounds even stranger than an in-person healing especially because I do distant energy healings with crystals which can be very hard for people to understand but energy travels it's not limited to time and space or to our constructs of the physical world so it, it works really really well um but what so what I like to do is I like to have a chat first with the person to kind of see where they're at see what they want to work on and essentially to get them to set an intention because I believe that what I'm doing is just being a a channel and a vessel for that person's own self-healing so it's important that they're invested in what they want to heal a some you know sometimes financial is important because it's a way for them to invest in their own healing but also uh but if they can't afford them then I tend to often offer it for free or donation space um or b um they have to know what they want from it you know I can't just tell you what you want um they have to like stand intention so that the energies will work with that intention because it comes from within yeah so you have to kind yeah. of know what you're but I find that actually because I'm very like you know the I'll I'll be very quick to go where I need to go like I'll start asking questions and they'll start saying oh I had this or that and I'll be very quick like okay what was it what is the trauma what's the thing um and that's just from me having had years and years and years of therapy um but I find that that's actually that doesn't help me just as it's I find it harder to do healings on friends than on people that I don't know because when it's on a friend when I start getting all these little chatter in my head and all these little thoughts in my head um when it's on friends I can't help but think oh is this because this is something I know about them is this Mm -hmm. something that I think about them or is this really something I need to hear and it's very hard to separate the two and I had a client recently where it was the same like she told me something that had happened to her when she was young and then I came to some findings and if she hadn't told me that I would have straight away said this is to do with your relationship with your dad but because of what she told me and she told me the story of this thing that had happened with a man that wasn't her dad um well it might be this and then she was just like no and it was like oh shit 
But if I hadn't known, you know, if my ego and my brain hadn't been involved in the healing, then I would have straight away known what it was. So I actually think that it's not always helpful to have information on the person before. And it's actually because when it's someone who you don't know, like that, my friend's aunt that time, there's no reason why you would have these thoughts. So you know that it, it, it can only come from them. It can only come from something that's higher than you because there's absolutely no reason you would know this about them. It's almost like a pressure, isn't it? It's a pressure on you to kind of join the dots, if that makes sense. This needs to be here yeah. and I, the reason could be this. Whereas if it's just organic, the reason will kind of come to terms itself. Yeah, in a way, I think you're totally right. Um, I feel like what I get about people, like the information I get about people, I will only get what their higher selves want me to know so if there's anything that their higher selves don't want me to know I'm not going to know it and so I've had cases for example with someone coming in not knowing why they were depressed and within like three sessions uh they remembered a horrendous trauma that had happened to them when they were a child and I almost in the moment my ego was very like well I should have figured that out I should have told him that I should have and actually, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, my God, of course not. Like, you can't be the person to go up to someone and be like, by the way, this horrendous thing happened to you. It has to come from them. They have to remember it for themselves. That's the only way to heal. If someone else tells you this is the horrendous thing that happened to you, then you're just going to be re-traumatized, you know? No, it's true. And also, then that just kind of solidifies the whole it comes from within. Well, it was very clear for me. So it was like the first session he came in, he was talking about how he was depressed. He'd always been depressed. He didn't know why. Um, and a lot of bad things had happened in his life around this depression. And so he, he, was, he basically came because he wanted to figure out why he was depressed. He wanted to know why that had happened. And I told him that first session straight away that's not going to happen because you're not in a place where you're able to find out. We need to first get you to a place where you're, you have a good enough relationship with yourself so that if anything needs to arise and come out, you'll be okay enough to accept it. And that's literally what happened. So the first two sessions or three sessions were literally just about working on his self-love and his relationship with himself and how he spoke with himself and removing, you know, a lot of like the, self-hate that was in him and self-anger that was in him and so after we were able to clear that and, and within the third fourth session he came back and and yeah and it was beautiful the way he was speaking about himself it was beautiful the way he was starting to relate to life and and like you know some of the I guess yeah like new new ambitions he was getting from it and everything and like and that's when the trauma came up because it was like well then he was willing to accept it and it was a really deep trauma but it didn't affect him it didn't destroy him he was completely in peace with it, completely at peace. And then we did a lot of like trauma work around it. And he's, yeah, he's an amazing, really strong and solid human being now who's interested in how he can make an impact and help others. I think it is hard because I mean, I go to an energy healer myself and, you know, it's true that you, you can't pinpoint what happened. You know, it's not like you can be like, oh, bam, that's definitely because of that. Or like, that's definitely because of that, you know, um, it kind of like things kind of happen and you kind of realize after like a month like oh wow I'm feeling really differently about this than how I used to feel or like this doesn't hurt as much or but even like for things like physical pain and stuff like that you know you can't I can never guarantee like oh by the way I'm gonna remove this illness from you or what I can guarantee is I will help you understand yourself better and I will help you know yourself better and I will help you know how to heal yourself better but I will never say I'm going to remove this illness or this is just going to, but the chances are sometimes that does happen. And often it does happen, but especially when it's a big illness, you know, it's, it's going to take more than one session. And I think that a lot of people sometimes go to energy healers expecting a miracle cure. You know, they, they expect someone. And I know I had a client like this recently and it's made me, it, it gave me a lot of anxiety after, cause I was like, Oh, did I do a good enough job? Did I do a, you know, but I realized that the issue was mainly that she had come to me expecting me to like, damn, remove your issue and it's gone. And didn't realize that actually I'm only a channel to help you heal yourself. So I'm going to, I'm going to do these things. I'm going to give you some exercises. I'm going to give you things to think about after the healing. And I'm going to tell you some things, but then you're the one who has to put that in place. You're the one that has to change your relationship with yourself. I'm going to remove trauma that's in your body and I'm going to help rebalance energies in your body. I do that very well. But if if after that, you're just going to go back to doing everything in the same way, going to like, you know, for example, if someone comes to me because they have a really, really tough job that's really draining the life out of them and then I do an energy healing on them, but then the next day they go back to the job. Of course, the same thing is going to happen because you're putting yourself in the same cycles and the same patterns. So at some point it's up to you 
and your own discipline to remove yourself from those you know well yeah because you're going to get the same results yeah and I think it's because I think it's the issue with what modern medicine has taught us in a way it's the plaster effect like this one thing can change your problem take this thing swallow this thing the pain will be gone when in truth if you have pain that's based off psychological issues you're gonna have to do some work before you figure out where that is and you're gonna have to be honest with yourself and I think more importantly you're gonna have to be willing to face yourself and all of yourself and a lot of people are not willing to do that I have something called like the inner child session I I do I recommend it to like most of the clients I have because everyone has some inner child work to do and in that session when I offer the energy healing, I also guide the person through a meditation where they speak to their inner child so that they can build that relationship with their inner child. And it's amazing how many people don't want to do that session Mm. because they're too scared, because they're too scared of hating their inner child. Yeah, that's crazy. Because for me, I'm I'm very into self-therapy. I've never had actual therapy. I've always done it like myself, like courses. I I don't know if you've heard of this thing called um, Daily Om. I'm like obsessed with Daily Oh, I, I used to get that actually. I stopped the subscription because I was getting too many emails. <laughs> yeah, it does send so many emails, yeah, doesn't it? Too much, I can't handle it. <laughs> but I do, I've, I've done like quite a few courses on there and it's not easy like uncovering all parts of your of your being, oh, you know, hard. like it's, it's not, but yeah, so I can understand that from an energy sense. Like, like people having- are scared. Yeah, and having to like, you know, before you can learn to love yourself, you have to understand yourself. And sometimes people don't want to understand themselves because it's so much easier to tell yourself that everything that's happening to you is as a result of everything else that's outside Mm -hmm. of you. And And I know that I know it's hard, but like even for me, like with my chronic illness, I've had to look at myself and be like, okay, what part of myself wants to be ill and why? And that's a ridiculous thing to think when you have a chronic illness. And But that is the work that you have to do to be able to heal. You have to understand that everything that you're experiencing is something you've chosen for a reason or another. And sometimes it's very hard to figure out that reason. And sometimes you also just don't want to figure out that reason because that means having to give yourself some kind of like fault of role in a way and some of the horrendous things that might have happened to you. And... I think that's the issue is that where we can't accept that we all have darkness. We all have, you know, things we want to heal from. There's, we all came to this life with lessons we needed to learn and all the pain that's coming our way is part of those lessons we wanted to learn and learning does those lessons does require getting your hands dirty in a way and really going deep into where those issues come from. And yeah. And I think uh, it's terrifying and I can understand why that is but it's the only way out really. A hundred percent. It's literally the only way to become better, to be completely yeah. honest and to grow. But I think it could, it can also be maybe the fear of, you know, like you're saying, uncovering your, it's almost like, I don't know, you might call it your demons if you believe in that or like uncovering your darkness your or whatever. Shadows. Your shadows. I prefer that. That's better. It's not, it's not the end of the, like the world. It's not, it's, it's actually the start of a new, new beginning to uncover it. I think a lot of people think mm-hmm. if I identify this, shadow in myself what do I do then because I'm this I'm that but it's not that it's like you can understand it and you can change it like we're not one-dimensional like you can change everything in your life yeah and I think it's you know like for the going back to the inner child thing it's like a lot of people don't want to do it because a lot of people hate like feel like they hate their inner child you know if they think of themselves as a child they feel a lot of anger towards them they feel a lot of and you know and so throughout the meditation I'm essentially going to force them to love their inner child I'm going to be like no you're gonna and sometimes even if you don't feel it just saying the words like I love you I love you I love you will start training that subconscious yeah but but today like I mean I can't understand I've, I've had depression in my past and I've hated myself in so many ways and um and I think that came, you know when you hate yourself that also comes across in the judgment you have towards others because everything in your life is just the mirror of yourself um and today I find it really hard because today I I love discovering new shadows I love discovering new parts of myself that need to be healed I'm like oh ooh, you're there it becomes I mean I think it just becomes a part of you and how you live and and because essentially all you're doing is that you're removing the layers removing the layers removing the layers facing yourself removing the layers and and the only reason we do that is so that when we remove all the layers what's there to see and the only thing that's left is God and that's when you realize that 
all that there is inside of you is the same light of creation and source of creation that's in everything that you see outside of you that's in everything that you see in the universe and the only way to get to that light is by removing all these layers and facing yourself and giving love to all those layers that need to be removed you know yeah I literally don't have anything to say I feel like having this conversation makes me feel almost overwhelmed in a way because I feel like it's everything that I believe in but the way you're speaking is so kind of like I don't know it's just like yeah you know like the pennies just drops it just just, that sounds so ridiculous do people say this to no genuinely I really needed this conversation because it's like very easy to get caught up in life and it's not that deep like you just have to focus on yourself literally there's the answer to everything yeah and I think yeah and I think so like I mean just to even in things like for example and you know if you have relationships issues and it's something that I realized recently you know like I like my partner will suffer with some things that I don't suffer from and sometimes it's hard to understand and sometimes it's going to impact me and and for a really long time I was just trying to change him I was just trying to heal him I was just trying and what really seemed to make a difference and the only moment is things started to really feel like they were shifting and changing or at least from my perspective was when I stopped trying to change him but then went to look at okay what part of myself wants this what part of myself wants to cry what part of myself wants to feel on love triggering inside of you yeah exactly where is it taking me back to and then realizing that it was taking me back to childhood when I didn't feel loved enough when I didn't and so essentially a lot of the if we start being able to stop healing everything outside of us, but realize that everything outside of us is essentially just a reflection of what's going on inside of us and that everything we experience, sometimes when it's painful, we'll experience it because there's a part of ourselves that needs to be heard and seen because she wasn't heard and seen at the time, you know? And I think that's where the healing is, is when you stop trying to change people and you stop trying to change what's outside of you and you start understanding within yourself what needs to change. I mean, I'm saying this like broadly because then of course there's like societal things and you know. Yeah, it's obviously, yeah. Yeah, but in terms of like, I would say this especially in like changing, because for me, it's like if you find this inner God, you can be like sometimes I think if I was in prison I'd be like oh my god great finally time to meditate you know and like <laughs> nothing else to do you know like, and I feel like I feel like that's where I should get like that's where it gets to it's like it doesn't matter where you are like I'm moving to Paris in nine months and feeling terrified about it because I hated Paris when I was a teenager and like the messages I've really and I keep like doing my card pools and trying to ask like like is this the right decision is this not and what I've come to understand is that it doesn't matter where I am. Like it, it literally doesn't matter. If you're well inside, you'll be well anywhere. You know, it won't, it won't matter what you're sleeping on. Of course, outside things, of course, it's nice to have like a nice bed, a warm house. Like, of course, that's not what I'm saying. But if you have inner peace and if you have that inner acceptance, no matter where you are, it will get easier. It will feel easier to be where you are. I think we're going to mic drop. Yeah. And wrap it up there. That was a mic drop moment. <laughs> great. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. It's been great. If you've listened to this, thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.